Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrend, Book 4. We're a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they seek to change the world, and how the world responds in turn. I am your host and DM, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at TheScottBlake. Hi, I'm Chris, and you can find me at EwokKiller on Twitter. I play Finnegan Finn Tempest, a tiefling trainer, which is a Skyrend original class supported by the Metalweave Games supplement Baby Beastry. Finn is the trainer of Cerulius, a blue guard drake. Hi, my name is Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk, and I am currently hosting Cade, the demigod of the land in my brain. Hi, I'm Shannon. You can find me on Twitter at Skyrend underscore Shannon. I play Aranus Gray, the god of rebellion, and I am a half-elf bard. You can also find the show on Twitter at Skyren Podcast, and you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Head on over to find out about bonus chapters, early access, NPC creation, and more. Now then, thank you for joining us, and please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Well, this was going to go from let's make things more complicated to let's make things fun. With a crit, especially as close as this was to being finished off, you're going to succeed here. This dispel magic. Fire it out. Obviously, critting even before wasn't going to finish it off. Like You had to go through the steps. But this time, the crit. Finishing it off. As you're casting it, anybody who's looking at this teleportation box and can see that line of the void around the perimeter of it. As Arnus is casting the spell, you don't see fingers reaching out. You see spider legs begin to reach out and crawl out. But as Arnus's dispel magic hits, it dispels this plane of magic, this doorway, and all of those spider legs, the little bits that were reaching out, just get severed. And they fall to the ground around it. Whatever spider vestiges were coming, not a threat anymore. Vestige Finnegan is gone. This vestige of a wyvern is dying. You have been successful with the box. You have been successful against the creatures that have come out of the hollow from the looming tomb. And it is relatively safe again. Arnis, anything you would like to do or say at your success? Yeah, I want to immediately kind of turn and see wherever Finnegan is and just and just say you were right i was stupid and i'm sorry <laughs> mm. arnis gets some inspiration not only for the success but for the humility dude Pinnigan's dealing with a lot and 100% probably doesn't even hear that he's literally like reached down taken his wand from Cyril holstered it and is kind of absent-mindedly petting her head while he's staring at this dying creature and processing what the hell he's going to do. <laughs> Darvin, what about you? Um, any reaction to the success here to the end of this encounter basically? Yeah, I think mostly relief but also concern for Finnegan. Mm-hmm. 
Did you say anything to Finnegan? No, that would be too, you know. Okay. It wouldn't be Darwin enough. <laughs> it wouldn't yeah. be Darwin to say something here. Let's try to console or guide someone. That's, okay. Astorius, get up, brush the snow off of her fur. She's going to turn to Finnegan, who also has expertise with, like, not only has creature expertise, but the draconic expertise specifically. She'll come up behind you just off to the side. What should we do with it? It's a unique creature. Could be valuable to keep alive. But we also don't know where it came from, so what do you think? How much of this gets through to Finnegan? That's your call. But she sees a fellow animal expert, converses with you. Can I hear this conversation? Yeah, it's not a whisper. Okay. She's just addressing Finnegan, but what do people want to do about the wyvern in the room? Oh, I'll take care of it. Leave us. Astorius leaves. Go. Was that directed at everybody or just her? Anyone who was listening that could have heard that would have heard a firm militaristic command from Finnegan in that moment. To the point where, like, Cyril even steps, begins to step aside, and he just, without even moving, reaches out and mm-hmm. kind of touches her head and pulls her in. Okay. NPCs all vacate the area. But Ristos lingers longer than is polite, but will make his way away. Darwin and Arnis, though, it's totally your call. I'll go. Yeah, I guess I'll go too, though I don't really want to leave him in this state that he's in that doesn't feel smart but he told me to go and the last time I didn't listen to him bad things happened so I'm gonna go <laughs> how long do you linger uh long enough to give you a kind of quizzical look like are you sure and then I got I think right before you leave <laughs> Finnegan snaps out of it just enough to remember who Arnis is and he says I Arnis if you want to help you could bring us some fire. It's going to be a long night. Mm. Oh, okay. You mean like a campfire? Aye. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. It's going to take a while. I'm not very strong. But, but I got but, you. Let it just bring some wood and a torch. <laughs> That's also kind of the point, you know. <laughs> it's a little bit of penance. Yeah, I get, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Finnegan. Chris Finnegan. Yeah. It's up to you how much you want to narrate what Finnegan is doing here, what what you're doing. I think as long as we know what the outcome is, it's up to you. You can have the floor. Finnegan is doing, in a very tragic way, much of the same thing he did 11 years ago when Silver Four died the first time. And that is he's doing his best to ensure that he goes peacefully. And that there is someone who cares for him nearby as he's going. This is a very rough evening for Finnegan. Mm-hmm. It's a loss that he was not expecting to have to feel again, but he refuses to let this creature die alone. Mm-hmm. There, there is sadness in this vestige at passing. They are not simply unthinking, unfeeling creatures. There's a consciousness in there. Maybe not, it's hard to know if there's a soul, but there's a consciousness. There's 
personality there. There's thought there. There's a life. So it is sad to go, but it appreciates not having to be alone. And it takes comfort from your presence and from your efforts. I think once it passes, then Finnegan starts drinking. And he pretty much drinks himself to sleep. Okay. And the whole time, Cyril's just kind of curled up right next to him, just being the most comforting presence she can be. Hmm. Finnegan, are you awake when Arnis returns with the campfire supplies? Oh yeah, I, I think Arnis returns before even... The, the wyvern is past. Like, oh, I didn't know if Arnis was building this campfire for a drunken, passed out Finnegan, or as you are silently dealing with this. No, I think yeah, it's it's probably. I'm not going to speak for Arnis, but you know, Arnis is not really even recognized or acknowledged when he returns. Aside from maybe as he's leaving, Finnegan says just just a simple intraconic. Thank you. Harness, is there anything that you even try to say while you're doing this for Finnegan? Nope. Okay. For once, I keep my damn mouth shut. <laughs> All right. Heavy evening for Finnegan and a heavy night. Finnegan, you will get inspiration for this. Just Thank you. Didn't want to break the mood. Everyone gathers back up in the library. They get the fire going again. They get some food out. There's subdued revelry. It's a victory, but it was confusing and it was rough. And they know that Finnegan's a little bit emotional right now. Also, they just had to fight a weird version of Finnegan himself. Didn't last too long in large part thanks to that firestorm. Um, <laughs> but not every day you see just a version of your traveling companion and have to go up against them. But with the rest of the day now ahead, and it is the rest of the day, this is the first thing you did today, was try to get rid of this box. So you've got hours and hours of wakefulness. How are people filling this time? What's going on? Darwin and Arnis, what do you want to do? You can stay here in the library. You can wander through the city again. I understand if you want to avoid that room where Finnegan is. But, uh, yeah. I don't honestly know. Like, I... That's more, like, magic and divine magic than, than I have pumped out in, like, ever. So, yeah, it's the first thing we did. But I think Arnis is just like, I'm just gonna not move for the rest of the day. Thank you. If anyone needs anything, you can... I'll just be on this bedroll. Okay. Like, I don't think I'm sleeping. I'm just kind of, like, done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, mechanically, you don't have exhaustion, but mentally, you're just like, ugh. Right. Okay. Darwin, what about you? I think I'm probably just drinking that weak gin I found. Okay, okay. Your Tamani allies will go into their separate forms. Chase the bear. 
is going to rest on the ground, and Osturius just kind of leans up against his side, sits down, using like a big, big fluffy chair, resting from the battle. Sam and Carolina are, they're not in the mood for that. Don't think it. Um, <laughs> but they're going to take some quiet time for themselves. The kids really want to know what happened because they weren't all there. You know, they've got questions about the box, the vestiges, the wyvern, what's up with Finnegan. Doesn't really sound like, I mean, unless either of you want to tell them what happened, you know, they will keep pestering people until someone eventually does tell them. Asturias will give them a little bit of information, but I think Rystos is really the one who is willing to spill the most because he's a little bit tactless and also just because they're kids doesn't mean they don't deserve to know what happened. Darwin, as you're kicking back, drinking from this flask of weak gin, Felicity's going to come by. And she's standing there across from you. Darwin, how are you holding up after all that? Eh. You know, that was intense, but I'm okay. Yeah, I mean, that whatever it was of Finnegan seemed like he got you pretty good. Are you feeling all right? Oof. A little weak, a little tired, hoping a night's rest will take care of it. Yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, that was odd, to say the least. I've never seen anything like that. Me neither. I've seen some weird things. Should we be concerned? Like, or is it done now? I don't know. I'm guessing... We should be concerned. <laughs> well, I don't have any experience with it, but she looks around. We are in a library. Maybe, maybe I'll poke around a little bit, see if there's anything here. Library's certainly seen better days, but you never know what you might turn up, right? It's worth a look. Uh, if you need me, I'll, I'll be in the stacks. She'll just give you a pat on the shoulder as she she walks out into the stacks. Just starts looking through the books. She'll be in there a while if anybody needs her. Arnis, lying down on the bedroll, resting. What's your mood? You know, it's mixed. Because on the one hand, I am I'm really impressed with myself with the amount of like divine magic that I like slung around and was able to kind of, you know, keep it all working properly. On the other hand, I'm still sort of scared because that was, like, terrifying. Finn getting sucked into that thing and then all that stuff coming out. And then on a third hand, I feel like the biggest idiot in the world. Just generally. Well, not generally. No. No. Uh, for not listening to Finn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So as you're processing all that, going over the day with yourself, you're joined by Rystos. <laughs> the most good. sensitive of the NPC allies you have, clearly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Super good. Uh, he flies over and he has, it's like his voice is trying to be comforting, but his words still aren't. <laughs> it's like, that was a rough one for you, for everybody. A little bit more than you expected to have to deal with, huh? 
Are you trying to win some sort of understatement award or something? No, just just trying to touch base after an ordeal like that. It was different. Unexpected, definitely. Kind of a shame we didn't get to study it more. Finnegan was in there, though. Yeah, such a He probably knows like, something. <laughs> such, a, such a bummer that it just, like, attacked us. I mean, how rude. And also, like, you are not going anywhere near Finn for at least a week. <laughs> like, I, if you think I'm joking, I'm not joking. Like, you are not going anywhere near him or asking anything of the kind of him ever, really. It's a bit extreme, Harness. Are we staying here for the week then? It's going to be hard to avoid people when we're traveling together. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Just don't ask him about it, all right? (laughs) Let some time pass. You're going to let me talk to him, not you, the tactless wonder. (laughs) And at this, I've kind of like sat up, and then I'm like, oh, (laughs) sitting up is. Sitting up is hard, and I lie back down. <laughs> okay, okay. You started to take a look at it. Anything you can tell me about it. Anything at all. That space, those creatures. If we're going to see that again, we can't go in that blind. Um. Well, to be honest with you, I don't know very much. What we just experienced was completely outside of my knowledge base. And I'm guessing by the fact that you're asking me questions, it's outside of yours too, which we should assume is bad. It's out of my immediate knowledge base. There's always research. This is a book of rules, so I don't know if it'll reference a dark and sparkling void. But if we knew more about (laughs) who or what it is, I might be able to find names. Well, that if all I have is a color palette, I'm a little stuck. <laughs> Clearly, I can't help you with that because you can't just roll or I'm I I can't just like examine it for arcane energies and assume it's going to just tell me its name when I do that. Like that's not a thing. So mm-hmm. <sighs> We probably will encounter this thing again, would be my guess. But you're just going to have to wait for answers. Because whatever Finn is experiencing right now, I don't, I don't know what that thing did to him. But that thing with the wyvern hit him harder than it should have. And so this thing tapped into something in him. So you're going to leave him alone. Because he's been through enough. All right, all right. If we get caught flat on our backs again like this. Yeah. Anyways, at least you were able to use your divine magic without anything going terribly awry. So we can take that as a win. How about that? I'm going to take the whole thing as a win, besides Finn getting sucked in. We dealt with it, and so I'll take that as a win. We were caught off guard, yeah, and we dealt with it. That's a win. Okay. Okay. Let me know when you get more information from Finnegan. Or when it's safe for me to go and get information from him. No, 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 no. I will let you know when I've talked to him. After I have talked to him, I will let you know. (laughs) Okay. Just trying to help. 
while being an asshole, he's not. <laughs> I'm just absolutely loving. I want to. I want to hug Dad Arnis right now because he's doing the best thing he possibly can for Finnegan, and I appreciate it so much. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I've had my NPCs interact with the two people who want to be among the NPCs. Um, as the day goes on. You're all recovering. Felicity looking through the library. You know, it's, it's a mess and it's rough. And if she finds anything, it'll take a while. Kids telling stories with one another about this, about other things they've seen. I think similar, of course, but you know, you know, oh, I've seen a wyvern before. I've seen a dragon before. You know, they're just getting along. Seth is keeping to himself, mostly. Olwan is definitely keeping to himself. He's still fuzzy. I guess I should say. His memories, his mind is still a little fuzzy. He knows who he is as much as he ever did. He knows who all of you are, of course, but, you know, spending time within that creature was weird. And the days haven't gotten much less weird, especially not today. Mm -hmm. There is one person we haven't talked about at all yet, and that's Parlin. And while they didn't see the combat, they don't know everything that happened. They eventually hear tell that Arnis admitted he was wrong. That <laughs> kind of shakes them a little bit. My gods aren't supposed to be wrong. My god's not supposed to be wrong. What's going on? So they're, they're, they're like reading through whatever text they got from the church you know, way back in Carolina. They're like looking through, like, is there anything in here about what happens if Divine's wrong? They're just like pondering to themselves. Just kind of like confused and trying to reconcile fact reconcile what actually happened with their faith that's not an easy thing <laughs> even for something minor like this but yeah they're having that time to themselves and they're trying to reconcile things but as the day goes on darvin sipping from his gin arnis resting recovering finnegan back with the wyvern back with cyril as the wyvern slowly fades and passes the day moves on. Is there anything people would like to do before the day ends? Nope. I'm good. Also, nope. I'm good. Okay. Um, and Arnis is still resting, or? Well, no, I think, I think as we kind of approach the end of the day, Arnis is going to kind of slowly-ish at his leisure. Get up, kind of look around, see that Finn is still out there. Assumed that he would be, but Cece's still out there and is just going to kind of go up to him, put a hand on his shoulder and say, I, I'm, I'm never going to push you, but when you're ready to talk about it, you come talk to me. And we just say for flavor here, because I really would like to see this happen. When you go to check on Finn, he's already passed out drunk. Like, <laughs> Oh, in which case then I don't say any of... Oh. You could say it to a passed out Finn if you want. You ruined my I ruined it. Um, so I go up with note. like with the just pin it to his shirt. <laughs> pin it to his shirt. <laughs> Why you got to make it weird, Arnold? You could say it to Cyril. That would be adorable. <laughs> I know that sticky notes don't exist, but I want to just like sticky note it to his forehead. Um, okay, so here's what happens instead. I have all these like good intentions of, uh, of just letting him know that like when he's 
ready to talk. I'm here. And, and I, I go up and I, before I even get a hand on his shoulder, I can hear the snoring and just go, ah, I'll tell him tomorrow. It's fine. <laughs> Walk away. <laughs> okay. Pulling back a little bit, just to talk logistics. I mean, this is something eventually Sam would, of course, bring up. But I, I think it would probably be good just to like talk about it, or at least just say it. How long do people want to stay here in Honey Hollow? Is this a we're leaving in the morning situation? Is this we're staying for a few days? Um, are you trying to look for supplies here in the city? It's been a while since the city was destroyed, but hey, you're in the winter belt. Things are cold. You know, some food definitely went bad, but there definitely are things to gather and valuables that you could acquire. But yeah, yeah, I guess that's the question. How long do people want to stay here? What is the plan as far as mobility goes? My plan was just to leave in the morning, but I don't know. I'm open. People have thoughts. I mean, if there's cool stuff, we should take it. You'll have to search for it, is what I will say. I know. Because the city has been semi-destroyed and semi-sacked. Like I said, the conscription weren't about stealing goods. They were about meeting out divine justice. Sorry, divine assistance. This was Coram's piece. They thought they were doing good. You know, creatures and stuff that come through here and whatnot. But yeah, if you want to search for valuables, you can. Finnegan? Finnegan's going to kind of silently follow whatever the lead is in the morning. So like if it's everybody's packing up and getting ready to go, he's going to kind of get up and help without saying much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally your call here, Finnegan, but, and Chris, but totally your call here. Did Finnegan drink to such a state that he is going to have a level of exhaustion in the morning for the next day? If that's you, how you want to handle the physics of being hungover, then yes. Eh, no, I don't care, because we might not even do anything the second day. I just, this is all flavor. But he's definitely hungover. Like, that's okay. part of the reason why he's not talking much. Like, he's got grief and hangover. Those are two things to be dealing with at the same time that are really fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Conditions, conditions, conditions. Then, then yeah, Finnegan can have a level of exhaustion in the morning. And you didn't find enough to get to a second level of exhaustion, but you can definitely be in that level one disadvantage on ability checks for the next day if you want. But yeah, do people want to stick around and try to find valuables, try to find material? here in the city, or is it we are gone, we're hitting the road? Because now Honey Hollow is a place of uh, tragedy for everybody in the group, and not just <laughs> Darwin and Aranus. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, th- this is all your call. The party members will go along with whatever you want, obviously. Some may want to stay longer just because it's nice to rest, but nobody's like putting their foot down. I'm good, let's go. <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Let's go. Okay, okay, okay. We can leave in the morning. So before this day ends, everybody's been taking it easy since the incident this morning. Sam will come back. I want to have a discussion with Darwin and Arnis, you know, about what the plans are. Hey, should we be uh, riding the horses and readying our supplies for the morning, or... 
we stick around, maybe see what we can salvage from the city. I'm, I'm up for either way. It was rough, and I don't necessarily want to be near that box anymore, but it seems like it's safe now, right? Uh, yeah, I think I think it's best that we head out. All right. Okay, well, I'll pass the word along to everybody if you still need to rest. Uh, uh, yeah, I can have the horses ready to go in the morning. Might take a might take a quick pass through Sweet William, see if there's any food stuff left in there. Might be good enough for us to bring along, but uh, yeah, I think we'll be all right. You know, grab a couple more blankets or something from around here, but yeah, okay, okay. I'm gonna continue to address Darvin Arnis here, both of you. Look, I know we're headed towards Earl and Lubera. Are we just headed straight south there, or are we cutting through the giant territory? I, Scott, can't remember, so. Sam's asking in my stead. Uh, I think we're just headed straight south. All right. Mostly because we told the giants, like, yeah, you're in charge. And then we, like, started another fucking revolution. So <laughs> just in case, I think we should avoid them. <laughs> Agreed. All right. All right. Helps me plan a little bit. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I got to know where to turn and everything. <laughs> I don't know if we need to perhaps bring a token to the Giants if we happen to pass their way again. But no, alright. Straight to Earl. This is going to be rough. I mean, it's going to be cold. It's going to be dark. This is going to be boring. God's <laughs> willing anyways, it'll be boring. <laughs> Arnest, if there's anything you can do about that, that'd be great. But uh, I think we might be at the mercy of some of the other gods, let's just say. I don't, I don't think the God of Rebellion is going to make things more boring. <laughs> I think that's really my strong suit. <laughs> Not super reassuring, Arnis. Thanks. I, he, he says it in a joking way. <laughs> He's not blaming you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to start a tree revolution, so I think... <laughs> well, if we see any trees, that'll be first. <laughs> Along this road, anyways. Come on. Mm. Mostly packed snow. All right, all right. I'll let everyone know. Make sure the kids uh, stay bundled up and whatnot. Uh, yeah. If there's anything else y'all need for me tonight, just let me know. I will. I'll try to see what I can do to take care of it. Thank you. Sam's going to go off and do his travel preparations. Um, if nobody has anything they want to finish up tonight, we'll just go right to the morning. And then mm -hmm. I actually imagine unless there are other things that your characters want to do during this session, like that will be pretty much the end. Cause like we can't get into Earl today. We can get right up mm. next to Earl today, but we're, we're not going into Earl today. Cause it's, right. yeah. I had to, I mean, when you went into Earl the first time, it was a whole thing and now everything has changed. I, I, I know what's there, but I'm not ready to like introduce you to new Earl. <laughs> Um, so gameplay-wise, is there anything that characters want to do before we end the session today? I mean, if we want to have the... We'll have the morning and we'll have the hitting the road if everybody's comfortable with that. So if there's morning things that people okay. want. I think if we want to have the Finnegan tells everyone what happened to him in the dark and scary world conversation, we can do that. 
it would not be in the morning. It would be like at the earliest that evening when they stop for travel, maybe even like the next evening. Okay. Cause he's got some processing time. Okay. That right. needs to happen. Do you, Chris, actually want to tell everybody as Finnegan what happened, or do you just want to be narrated and Finn told people? Mm, I think I'd like to. Like, obviously, there's stuff that would get filled in that I might not mention that eventually, like, over time, they would learn. Like, you all are going to know everything, but I think how Finnegan tells you is going to be important, too. I just want to make sure you you have control over that part of the story if you want it. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. In which case, I will will get us up to that point. With the day coming to an end, everybody does their best to prepare for returning to the road. Sam and Carolina take care of the horses and the wagons. Kids begin gathering up their goods. Ulwan and Asturias do their best to help out carrying stuff back and forth. All in all, it's a subdued evening has taken place. The comfort of Honey Hollow is far from what it once was, but it's shelter enough for the night, it's warm enough for the night, and it is peaceful enough for the night. When morning comes, everybody has to climb back out of the city. The normal passageways, stairways, having since been destroyed. But it's nothing that slows you down. It's just a matter of climbing back up, getting into the wagons, Getting yourself set. Bundling up. The horses begin the journey. Pulling the wagons and you south. Their bony wings clattering in the snowfall. The snow is light. The sky is dark. And the way south is quiet for the most part. There's wind. There's distant howls of creatures. Wolves, owls. Perhaps a hawk, but nothing nearby. The road is in good enough condition. You'll make adequate time heading south. And for the most part, this first day, people are keeping to themselves. Yesterday was rough. There was magic and creatures that people had never seen before. And it takes time to process. And although everybody is physically healed from the incident... Mentally, emotionally, there may still be more to process, particularly when it comes to just what exactly happened and who is behind it. There's speculation, of course, especially among the younger members of your party, but it's all just variations on old folklores, none of it from an angle of knowledge. Not true knowledge, anyways. As you head south, deeper into the winter belt, the air gets colder. The frozen ocean branch overhead draws a line through the sky. Whether or not anyone or anything is up on that ice is impossible to tell right now. But it feels like a solitary day. It's just you. It's just your party. Heading deeper south, into colder climates, moving closer to Earl. And eventually, this first day comes to an end. It's difficult to tell without any change in sunlight. It's just dark. It's just night the whole time. But eventually, it gets to a point where the horses are tired. People are getting tired. 
Kids are rubbing their eyes. Parlin is nodding off. You pull off to the side of the road. Sam, Carolina, and Asturias do their best to flatten out a space within the snow, clear it out a little bit, make it a little bit more suitable for setting up a campfire, letting people sit, rest a little bit. Some people will be able to sleep in the wagons, surely, but there's not enough room for everybody. Juan is fine out in the cold. It doesn't bother him, uh, so he will not be taking up any space in the wagons. <laughs> but some folks will be able to sleep within the wagons, some outside, whether that's under the stars or in a tent. That's up to them. That's up to you. It's your call. But they get a fire going. They get some food going. and still have some fresh food left before you have to get into the reserves and the jerkies and the hard tack and whatnot. But the three of them set up for the night, and everybody has a chance to rest. And Finnegan, I believe there's something... It's uh, late into the evening at this point, and Finnegan is not asleep. Hasn't slept well the night before either. The only reason I think he slept is because he drunk himself to sleep. And um, he spent most of the evening feeding the fire, making sure it's full and bright. At this point, Cyril, who's been spending most of her evening sleeping under the snow, is sleeping above. I think we've put out a bedroll that we're both kind of, she's curled up on and I'm leaning on her and move my back to her, just staring into the fire. And to no one in particular, Finnegan finally says, I... The looming tomb draws near. That's what it said. He kind of continues to stare into the fire. When I went through the door, the box, it sent me to a place. It wasn't here, it wasn't there. Somewhere in between. It wasn't a different realm, I know that much, because I was able to communicate with Cyril, but it was not where I was supposed to be. I have faced evil before. I faced death in the wars, my own mortality. I've stood at the foot of kings and I've groveled at the feet of my enemies for my own lives and the lives of those I fought for. I stood in a room surrounded by more gods than I could count that I ever thought I would ever see. And as this entity appeared to me, I felt a fear I have never felt before. The looming tomb is darkness, but it's not darkness we know. It is not a darkness we understand. It's a darkness before time, before light. It is a darkness that is more evil than anything I think I've ever felt before. And I have seen evil. He calls his realm the hollow, that place between. And you've already seen his children. Their children, its children, I don't know. They're called vestiges and they are clearly something else between us and the living or the dead or whatever abominations they are. All I know is I never want to see that again. I know nothing else. Don't ask me. I know that he's still not like looking at any of us, but... Arnest just looks in his direction and says, Thank you, Finn. I, I know the power of knowledge. As much as I never want to see that 
bowel thing again. Someone has to stop it. And clearly there are those here who already follow him. Because we've seen that color and that power already once before. We're not going to be able to do this on our own. I doubt even the entire realm will be able to stand against him. It, whatever it goes by. It is primal. I felt like a grain of sand facing the entire ocean in its presence. When the time comes, you'll have my wand. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Thanks again to all of our Patreon patrons for your support. If you'd like to become a patron, go to patreon.com slash Podcast and pick out a level that's right for you. Before we go, I'd like to give special thanks to everyone at the $5 and up tiers. At the $5 city council level, thank you, Shannon DeMello. At the $10 mayor level, thank you, Christopher DeMello. At the $15 governor level, thank you, Paul Calicott, Phoenix Bryan, and Sierra Jones. Thank you for listening to this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Podcast. You can join our Discord server, or you can email us at skyrenpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrenpodcast.com. As always, thanks to Daryl Barnes for creating our theme music. You can find them on Twitter at DarylBarnes underscore. We also want to thank the talented at Gabby underscore Desu on Twitter for our fantastic podcast art. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time on Seasons of Skyrend. <laughs>